Hello everyone, welcome back to Villantober! Spooky! I want to um, start off by apologizing if there's any construction sounds. Um, I got home from work today and I was like, the fuck are my neighbors doing? There's like three different construction vehicles in their yard. Dust everywhere. I oh boy. No idea what they're doing, but good luck to them. <laughs> good luck good luck out there. Whatever's going on. <laughs> All right, that's fun. Just a little uh, little uh, construction ASMR. Um anyways, uh to why hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh sorry, I just... <laughs> I opened up my phone to look at my notes and uh Somehow I had gone into Safari and Googled the Jason Momoa show C. What? I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, folks. I don't know. Um, that's, uh... I'm assuming this has nothing to do with the episode. No, it really, it really doesn't. Um, because today I, I did want to talk about Starro, <laughs> um, who does see, hmm, I'm squinting at my audacity because the disc space just dropped very, so- okay, it's going back up, we're fine. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry folks. Today's um, weird. <laughs> today's, today's a weird one, as it turns out. Um, so... <laughs> I want to talk about Starro. Um, so Starro is a big, big starfish from outer space. Um, so Starro is a DC villain who uh, first showed up in uh, The Brave and the Bold in uh, 1960 which at the time featured, like, mostly various, like, team-ups of existing characters. Um, and it was, uh, written by Gardner Fox and drawn by Mike Sikowski. Um, and the issue of Brave and the Bold, where Starro shows up, is a very important one, because it includes the uh first appearance of the justice league um (laughs) we just had to gather everybody to work together to fight this big starfish from space yeah it's very funny um because (laughs) the the cover um where you the like the cover of this original issue where you see them all fighting Starro um is so first of all this first appearance of the Justice League was uh Green Lantern, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman and Aquaman. So um Superman and Batman notably were not there yet. Um but like You look at this cover and you see them all fighting Starro, and Starro is maybe, like, 20 feet tall, which is, like, big, quite large, but it seems like, like, it does not look from this cover like a threat that you need five superheroes to fight. Like, I'm like, one of you, surely one of you could contain this starfish, especially given that not only does he have, um, he's got, uh, one giant eyeball in the middle of his, like, starfish, whatever the middle part of a starfish is called. Um, like, the, the, if it was a hand, the part that would be the palm, you know? It's like a giant eyeball right in the middle of his starfish body. Um, and... In this version, it's literally, like, it it literally looks like a bullseye. Like, not only does he have a giant Zelda boss weak point, but there's, like, a big old target on it. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
Starro is a big old starfish alien. He's also known as uh, Starro the Conqueror. And in this uh, first appearance, he shows up um, intending to uh, take over the world, presumably. He uh, starts out by, I think, like, using his powers to, like, uh, influence other, like, normal starfish to do his bidding. And uh, Aquaman discovers this and goes to uh, collect a bunch of other superheroes and be like, hey, there's this uh, fucked up space starfish that's, like, giving normal starfish superpowers (laughs) to try and take over the world. What do we do? Um, So it's like they all, the story involves they all have to split up and fight these different, like, mutated superpowered starfish um where like one of them um like steals a bomb one of them goes to like uh absorb like various like scientists knowledge um one of them like hypnotizes a bunch of people um and the the Justice League splits up to try and fight these different starfish and then ultimately has to uh fight big big starro so this is a uh, this is noteworthy um partly i mean obviously noteworthy for being you know the first official formation of the Justice League um but also apparently like w- one of the uh first comic book stories with like a big like world threatening like kind of galactic threat as opposed to like more kind of like american contained threats um and on top of that, this is also the first time that we are introduced to uh, our friend Snapper Carr, um, who becomes the Justice League uh, sidekick mascot. Um, we did an episode on Snapper Carr not too long ago, and it was fun. He's uh, He's been through a lot. Um, and I'm sure he'll be through more. <laughs> I, boy, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he will. Um, but this is where he, um, he first shows up because he is, uh, one of the residents of, uh, Happy Harbor, Rhode Island, um, where the Justice League will end up setting up a base, um, and, uh, one of Starro's starfish minions, um, goes to, hypnotizes the whole town, but somehow it doesn't work on Snapper Car. There's just this one teen, unhypnotized, doing fine, and the Justice League finds this out, and they're like, what is up with this teen? Um, and, uh, they figure out that the reason, uh, Snapper was unaffected by the starfish mind control, um, is because he was doing, uh, yard work outside, and he was spreading quicklime on the lawn, which, uh, is inexplicably, uh, Starro is weak too. Um, so they figure this out. They go, great job, Snapper. Snapper's like, I didn't do anything, but sure. Um, they get a bunch of quicklime. They dump it on Starro and it, uh, immobilizes him. And they're able to, um... I don't know if they, like, send him back into space or they, like, uh, like, put put him in some sort of extra-dimensional prison or if they just, uh, destroy him. It doesn't matter. Obviously, he comes back to do more, um, <laughs> more fun starfish crime. Um, but it's like, I love this because it's such... Like, this is such a fucking Silver Age 
story. Like, it's like, <laughs> who's our villain? Oh, it's a big starfish from outer space. Why is he here? Who cares? What's the story? Who cares? He's from outer space. He's a big starfish. How do we beat him? Well, it turns out he has one extremely specific weakness that's relatively common on Earth, but that no one would ever be able to guess if it weren't for, like, just a random series of coincidences. <laughs> It's, it's very good, thing. though. It's a pretty good <laughs> <laughs> formula. Yeah, this would never, ever, ever happen in 2022 in a billion years. You would never have something like this occur where just some random monster just crashes here and then turns out to be... <laughs> rendered helpless by an ordinary earth substance um it's so great <laughs> i love i love silver age comics and it's like obviously like so like sci-fi in such a goofy way and like you know clearly like influenced by like kaiju like stories and other like big monster alien stuff um it's, it's so delightful <laughs> Um, and it makes it sort of, like, weird that, like, Starro hasn't had as, like, big of a role since then as, like, the character that led to the formation of the Justice League. Um, which, I guess, like, because the Avengers, the reason the Avengers came together was because of Loki. Um, and Loki doesn't exactly like stay as like a big like avengers villain but he at least gets to be like a recurring thor character like he's there he's around he's around he's very much and starro is around for a little bit um but in new 52 and i think also after new 52 um they've uh retconned it that uh the reason the justice league comes together is to fight dark side um which i get is like you know establishing dark side as like the biggest threat in th the universe and you know you get to have like more of an arc about dark side and what dark side's planning and like all of this stuff but it's like i, I just i just wanted to fight a big starfish i just think that's fun don't we all deserve a little big starfish Little a big starfish as a treat. Um, it, it's, and I also, like, I think that, like, because of whatever, like, power slide, like, the way these characters are written now, it would be, like, obviously one of them could probably take down Starro. Um, unless. Although, unless. They get um, mind controlled. <laughs> unless they get mind controlled. Um, that's how Starro has kept up with the times. That's true. Yes. So that is, um, it's a big psychic starfish now. Yeah. Now he's a big psychic starfish. Uh, so yes, after this, uh, after this first appearance, um, they establish that, uh, like, like a real starfish, <laughs> um, Starro is, Star is incredibly psychically powerful. Um, like a real starfish, Starro is able to regenerate his body. Um, so if there's, you know, a part of Starro that survives, it can regrow. Whoa, sorry. It can regrow into a, uh, a new Starro or the same Starro. Um, kind of ship of Theseus. Um, <laughs> but, uh, in some of his, uh, subsequent... So, he shows up in this first Justice League story. He's, like, the first big threat that the Justice League fights. Um, they beat him. Oh, also, uh, a cute thing is that, um, in, like, more recent comics, in, like, uh... Our Man, where, like, Snapper Carr as an adult has kind of a major role. Um, he has a cat that he named Starro, which I think is very, very cute. It's very good. Um, it's pretty good. 
Um, Starro but, the Conqueror is a very good name for a cat. It actually rules, objectively. Um, so, Starro shows up in this first story, leads to the formation of the Justice League, uh, introduces, like, Snapper Car, is this huge, like, threat that in some ways is, like, bigger than anything that's ever shown up. And then he doesn't show up again until 1977. <laughs> Like, almost 20 years later. He needed just, time. <laughs> he needed, he needed some time. And it's like, I could, I could understand if he, like, showed up, like, later in the 60s, and then comics started kind of moving away from, you know, big alien starfish, and they were like, okay, we can't have Starro in here. He's too he's too kooky. We're doing serious stuff now. But, like, there was the whole 60s. You had the whole 60s where so much dumb stuff was happening. You didn't want to bring Starro back even once. They wanted to do their own cool new dumb stuff. They Yeah, they had a lot of ideas for dumb stuff. That they, they really, they had to squeeze them all in. I mean, good for them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so when he shows up again in an Aquaman story, um, makes and then sense. Again after that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again after that, it uh shows up in Justice League again. Um, and in I think in that Justice League appearance is where uh they introduce. What, like, what will become kind of Starro's main, uh, threat, which is that he can, uh, generate a bunch of miniature Starros, um, and send them off, and these can, uh, latch onto people's faces and mind control them. Um, so, they, um, they're, they're called spores, um, in this first appearance, which is a, a little confusing, because when, like... I do like it, though. Like, like, oh, it looks like a giant starfish, but what if it's actually a space fungus? It's got little yeah. spores. I love it. <laughs> you know how fungus work in space. Maybe they I look don't. like big starfish. Why wouldn't they? Um, yeah. So, uh... They, uh, in this, uh, Justice League appearance, he, like, takes over New York, like, sends all of his little starfish spores to, like, latch onto people's faces and, like, control, uh, the people of New York. I don't think it does any, like, damage. Like, I think once you get the starfish off, you're fine. Um, but that's still, you know, a whole lot of people <laughs> being controlled by starfish. And, uh... In this one, they, uh, come up with a new weakness, um, which is that, uh, Star is also vulnerable to cold, um, But so, didn't it come from space? The vacuum I of mean, space? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I... Star is not coming he, here in a spaceship. Well, maybe he didn't. We just didn't see it. I thought Starro was just floating through space. I also thought that, but I guess he could have had a spaceship that we didn't see. Um. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Starro is a space fungus that yes. just um just launches off of its planet, and that's how uh -huh. it reproduces. It just. That's how it gets around. It just goes and it floats until it gets pulled into a planet's gravity and then it releases okay. spores and it reproduces. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll integrate that into my belief system. It, it's not necessarily the same Starro every time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I buy it. Um, so, yeah. So, after this, like, um... Uh, Justice League appearance. He shows up in a few kind of like goofier stories. Like he shows up as a villain in uh Justice League Europe, which was the kind of 
goofy team that ended up becoming Justice League International. And he, like, he and Superman go into, like, an alternate universe where they, uh, like, there's a, a bunch of, like, anthropomorphic talking animal superheroes who fight Starro. Um, so, you know, just, uh, fun stuff. Um, there's, in, like, the late 90s, there's a, uh, story where he, like, shows up again, uh, in Justice League, um, where it's, like, revealed that actually there are, uh, many different Starros. There's, like, a species of Starros called, like, the Star Conquerors, um, and it's, like, one of them, a new one, who's, like, not the Starro they fought before, is, like, trying to take over, um, the Justice League and, like, use their powers to, like, take over the world, um, and, uh, ends up, like, they, there ends up being, like, a giant, like, kind of, like, mega starro that is, like, the size of Europe, um, and, uh, could have picked a bigger like, continent. <laughs> a big old starfish the size of Europe, you're like, well, that's that's very big, but it's not as big as it could be. <laughs> um, I feel like Europe is one of the smallest continents. I don't know if it's true, but I'm imagining a I map, mean, and I'm thinking it's the smallest? I mean, it, yeah, it, it is. It is one of the smaller continents, if not the smallest. I, it's probably bigger than Australia. Oh, um, I forgot that Australia was a whole continent. I feel like Australia's um, big, though. But yeah, it's, it's like, Europe is small as far as continents go, um, but it is not small as far as hostile sentient life forms go. Um, okay, Europe is the second smallest continent by area. Okay, great. Here's geography trivia with Capes and Japes. <laughs> the the guys who forgot Australia was a continent for a second. Look, yeah, listen. Oceania is mostly best. ocean, which is why it's Oceania. <laughs> um, so it like uh takes over Europe by psychically influencing everyone while they sleep. Um, so the Justice League calls uh Morpheus the Sandman. Um, to help them go into everybody's dreams, uh, and, you know, like, free them from Starro's, big Starro's influence. Um. And he's just like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess this falls under my purview. I don't want people's dreams to get fucked up. Um, I don't, as far as I know, the quicklime thing has not shown up since <laughs> the original appearance. Which I understand, but also I think is a loss because it's very funny. Just dump a bunch of quicklime in his big, big eye. Just get all the quicklime you can find. Um, I feel like it would fit very well in like a blue and gold story. They just have to find a bunch of quicklime and like load it up into yeah. the beetle and just like. The bug flies over fucking Starro's big eye and just drops a bunch of quicklime on it. <laughs> and Starro goes, ooh, ooh, ow, ooh, ow, ooh, ow. Ow, ow, my big eye, owie, I'm owie. going back to um, space. <laughs> he did, I think he did show up in a Booster Gold storyline um, where uh, he, like, mind it was like a future version of starro and he like mind controlled rip hunter um and then booster had to do time traveling shenanigans to save him um so i i think he should i think he should make a comeback and uh ted and booster should have to go find a bunch of quicklime and dump it in his eye <laughs> um he shows up in uh Infinite Crisis, um, where he, uh, 
again fights the uh Captain Carrot and like the goofy uh alternate universe anthropomorphic animal superheroes. Um so you know, ser- serious serious business happening. Um and then in um like 2009 uh in a comic called Rebels um which is about like a uh a group of of space heroes um led by uh Vril Docs who's like one of the one of the Brainiacs I think we talked about this a little when we talked about Brainiac I'm pretty sure we talked about Brainiac. Probably. Vril Docs sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, I know, I, I know. I've I probably know seen I this, this guy around. About, <laughs> yeah, I know I've read all this stuff about Vril Docs. So if we didn't talk about Brainiac, we talked about something else Vril Docs was involved in. But I'm pretty sure it was Brainiac. Um, anyways. So this is a, this is a, um, 2009, you know, space superheroes story and <laughs> and it's two and it's 2009 and comics is like okay enough we can't have this anymore starro cannot be just a big old starfish alien who just crash landed on earth and started sending out a bunch of little starfish and it's like well, we did, you know, we came up with the thing that he was part of, like, a bigger species of, of starfish aliens. They're like, no. <laughs> That's not enough. We need Starro backstory. Oh, no. It's 2009 and we need, we gotta have Starro backstory. <laughs> God, earlier I was jokingly thinking, like, <laughs> I want an issue of comics where it's just like in between Starro's first and second appearances where he's doing like training montages to be able to defeat the Justice League before he comes back. <laughs> I did not actually think that comics was like, hey, real talk, we need Starro backstory. Yeah. Um so okay. <laughs> Alright. Welcome to 2009. Um so there is uh this planet called uh Hatore, which is populated by uh humanoid aliens um who uh are have like a, a peaceful society um and they have a uh telepathic link to each other. So it's not like a hive mind, but it's like once a day they all uh log on. <laughs> once a, yeah, once a day they all log on to the fucking metaverse. Um they all like telepathically link up and like share, you know, information and memories and stuff with each other. So uh the Star Conquerors, the Starro aliens, um, learn about this and they go, oh, this telepathic link is going to make it super easy for us to take over this whole planet. Like, we can basically just, like, mind control one person while they're linked up and then we can basically control everybody. So, uh, they take over this planet. They, like, they invade they take over they like kill a bunch of people um and they end up like basically enslaving the population um to what end uh, what was that to what end like what are the what's the starros after conquering that's it they want to conquer it's fucked (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) um but there is a, um... I like how they thought, like, we need Starro backstory, but they're just like, yeah, these guys, they just conquer places. No reason, specifically. They just do. No. <laughs> they just think it's fun. Yeah. 
Hold they're on. not after like Hold resources. On. They're not after like they just do this normally. They just do it. Yeah. Um so at on, least if they um, were like non-sentient fungi just spreading themselves throughout the cosmos, it's more of like an invasive species that you kind of have to beat back other than like a bunch of sentient creatures like let's just conquer. Yeah, it's in our name, so we have to do it. Um, <laughs> so, um, two of the, um, two of the, the aliens on this planet that have been conquered by the Staros, um, are a pair of brothers named, uh, Kobe and and Andres. The thing is, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but they're, like, alien names, so there's no way to know <laughs> um, how they were supposed to be um, read. So, um, Kobe and Andres, and Andres is able to uh, break free of the uh, psychic hold of the Staros, um, and he... Uh, decides to like break into their nest that they've built on this planet um and just start like killing as many staros as he can you know what in the hopes good for him yeah good for him um in the hopes that that will you know loosen their hold on the planet and like everybody can uh be free um so his brother kobe is uh still psychically controlled. I don't think I like it, where this is going. <laughs> it's fine. It's all normal. Um, so, um, is, uh, still psychically controlled and he's like in the nest being mind controlled into like, whatever, like tending to Starro eggs. Um, and, uh, Andres tries to kill one of the like Starro hatchlings and the hatchling latches on to his brother and controls controls kobe into killing his brother um yeah i didn't like where this was going that's kind of what yeah. i expected and i did not like yeah. it yeah oh you got it you figured it out you solved the, the comics uh mystery um, i'm just like okay brothers are here one of them's gonna die probably killed by the other one sucks yeah 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 Yeah, absolutely for sure for sure um so uh the shock of killing his brother as well as like the uh you know psychic link that he like still shares with him even though he's being mind controlled like uh shakes kobe out of the mind control um, takes, uh, takes this Starro hatchling, uh, attaches it to his chest, and decides that he is going to turn this, like, psychic power back on them, and, like, take over and psychically control all of the Starros, um, and then use them to, uh, I just... Just start taking over the galaxy again. He's just Wait. so mad about his brother that he's like, okay, we're still going to take over the galaxy, but I'm going to do it this time. I Comics, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what they what You can they tell establish... that a lot of comics are written by white men because um, what they immediately think of is like, this person has power now so they're also gonna do the bad thing <laughs> yeah like, exactly y'all know that like sometimes people use power for like other things right like <laughs> these are superhero comics like you know that right <laughs> you know that you have to understand that please you have to um, understand that sometimes people use power for good things <laughs> especially <laughs> when they've been wronged um so, uh, what, what this establishes is basically that, like, Starro the Conqueror is the name of Kobe, 
this like humanoid man who is controlling all of the Starros. So the original Starro that showed up to fight the Justice League was one of the Starros that was under Starro the Conqueror's command. Um, it's too so much. That's... It's too much. <laughs> I agree. I do. I I agree wholeheartedly. I think this may have been retconned in New Fifty Two. Um, in in New Fifty Two, uh, Starro does show up as just like big alien Starro. And as far as I know, they don't make any reference to the uh, humanoid Starro. Um, and interestingly, um, pretty recently in, uh, uh, what's it called? One of the Scott Snyder Justice League storylines that I think happened before Dark Knight's Death Metal... Um, uh, there was a recent-ish Justice League story that involved a, um, like, superheroes and villains needing to, uh, team up to defeat these, uh, threats called, uh, the Omega Titans. So they formed, like, a bunch of different, like, mini-teams that involved, like, both, like, Justice League members and other superheroes and, like, supervillains, um, working together. And, uh, Starro was on a team with, uh, Martian Manhunter, um, and after, like, psychically, um, linking up with Martian Manhunter, started to, uh, regret being so evil and doing all of the conquering, um, and was like, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe I've made a mistake with my life, um, and he ends up sacrificing himself, um, to help save his teammates and, like, stop these Omega Titans, um, but a, um, like, oh, there's a, a, a piece of him that Batman is able to recover and he puts it in a jar and it grows into a new mini starro um who bat who batman calls jaro thanks <laughs> and he and jaro is jaro's cool jaro's a jaro's a bro jaro's not evil he calls batman dad he oh my wants God. to be a robin oh no um, and uh, Batman's very pr proud of his son, Jaro. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah, it's I'm I. It's I didn't read most of like No Justice, so like Jaro shows up in Dark Knight's Death Metal, and I'm like, what the what the fuck is going on? But it's because Batman put a little, put a little bit of Starro in a jar and grew him into his son. You just Google Jaro DC. <laughs> I like how this is um, just like who was grown and adopted by Batman. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so that's um, I believe that's the current state of Starro. Um, I th I think Jaro is the only Starro that exists. I think Jaro's still alive. I hope Jaro's still alive. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Jaro is the only form of Starro that exists currently. I I googled Jaro DC and there's a panel. Uh huh. <laughs> Like no, this isn't who you are. And Jaro's like you, you don't know who I am. And he has to give this whole speech. Uh -huh. He's like, we are all Jaro. Sometimes a thing, a thing I really like about um, 
Scott Snyder, friend of the show, comic writer, uh, Scott Snyder is, um, you can tell when he gets an idea and he's just so tickled by it. (laughs) This is from 2019, Um, Justice League number 29, apparently. (laughs) Oh, God. My God. Um... Jaro had a vision that the Justice League was going to be defeated, so he tried to take the Justice League and mind control them and keep them in like a conta- like a contained area so they'd be safe. <laughs> and then Batman's like, that's what villains do, you're better than that. <laughs> We're all scared sometimes, Jaro. <laughs> Frick, that's good. I love I'm Jaro. Like, truly, truly is... Over the course of this episode, we've gone all the way around from, like, <laughs> comics rule to comics are stupid to actually comics rule again. Comics are so good. <laughs> comics are great because they have Jaro. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that's, 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 that's that. That's 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 the story of Starro and also Jaro, the he's improved ba- Starro. He's Batman's son. He's Batman's son. He calls him dad. He Ooh. loves his dad, Batman. He loves his dad so much, and everybody's like, "What is happening, Bruce? You can't keep adopting kids." You can't keep adopting kids. They can't. You can't grow an, an alien starfish in a jar and then adopt it. And he's like, "Watch me." And he's like, "Why not? I'm his dad now. I'm his dad. This is my son, Jaro. I love him very much." Oh, <sighs> holy shit! <sighs> um, oh, thank you for Anyways. this gift. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Happy Villaintober. <laughs> <laughs> Happy villain Tober one and all. Wow, what a time to be alive. I was a little bit worried that the Starro episode was gonna be like weird and dry, but no, no, I think it's our best <laughs> oh, one no. so far. <laughs> oh no, this is a mwah. this was a this was a good one. Um did you uh was there any <laughs> was there anything else? <laughs> No, I'm just going to be thinking about Jaro for a couple of days now. I didn't read any comics. I've been too tired. I just... Time. Energy. I did manage to go to uh, Art in the Park this weekend, which is basically a city park and a bunch of artists have booths. And I bought some art and also some jewelry and also some um, little tiny plates. Oh, I fucking love tiny plates. Yeah. One of them has a lighthouse on it. One of them has a death's head hawk moth on it. And one, the <sighs> smallest one, has a little tiny bee on it. It's good. I love them. I love them very much. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Um, I, uh, I did get uh, ducks from the library. Um... By Kate Beaton. Even though there was a very long wait, I got it sooner than I thought I would. And Hachimachi, it is quite good. Um, it is it is heavy. Um, like it's it's not it's not like bleak. Like it's not without you know optimism and and hope and humanity and all of that um but it it deals with some very heavy topics um including sexual assault uh but it's it's very uh very good um and it's also uh so like i think probably most if you have followed kate beaton's work you've probably seen by now that like she uh sort of the first you know form of ducks was like a series of sketch comics that she posted to her tumblr i don't know if they were on harka vagrant but i saw them on uh tumblr 
I've definitely seen them, but I do also okay. follow her on Twitter, so who knows? Yeah, they they are out there. Um, and most of the scenes from those uh comics were in uh Duck's the book. Um and most of them were like I mean, obviously like the art was was different, but most of like the like you know, the dialogue and the pacing of the scenes were like the same. And so like in addition to, you know, all of the uh the feelings I was having about like uh you know social class and misogyny and the environment and everything else this book deals with. There was also like a very emotional moment to be like, wow, like I remember seeing those sketch comics for the first time like so long ago. And it's like Kate Beaton's life is so different now and my life is so different now. Um it's a, a very a very strange thing. Um but book very very good and i am honestly even like after i went through everything to get it from the library i am considering buying it just because like the book itself like physically is like so gorgeous um worth an investment yes read it again potentially <laughs> read it again read it whatever you want i am probably going to want to read it again so lend it to your friends uh, shove it in their faces <laughs> read this yeah Read this. Feel sad. <laughs> feel emotions. Um, hey, kid, you want to feel an emotion? Opens up a trench wanna... coat to reveal ducks by Kate Beaton. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like, it really, like, it really, it really sticks with you. You know, it's, it's a book that doesn't really provide any easy answers. So you're just kind of, just kind of got to really think Sit about with it. it. <laughs> You gotta sit with it. I am sitting with it as we speak. Who boy. Um, but yes, not that anyone needed me to tell you that it was very good after, like, all of the reviews said how good it was. Um, yes, but this is but our it, podcast, so you're going to hear this is our, our opinions. <laughs> yes, you, you will listen. You will listen to our takes. Um, Sending out psychic starfish vibes. You will listen yes. to our podcast. <laughs> this is my updated Starro who just wants everyone to listen to his podcast. Starro just infects everyone to make them download his podcast. Yes. It's flying um, off the charts. Yes. Um, I also watched uh Werewolf by Night, the new the special, um, which I thought I'm thinking about watching it was, for Halloween. Yeah, it's 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 cute, it's short, it's like less than an hour, I think. Um and it uh it's a very kind of like fun d camp like self-contained low stakes Halloween adventure, which are all of my favorite phrases to put in front of a Marvel property to get me to watch it <laughs> at this point. Um and it also um, I did not know this going into it, but a lot of the effects in it were done, uh, practically, um, which you can tell, I think, I, I, I mean, the actual werewolf effects, I think, look to be largely, like, prosthetics and stuff, um, I and... do love practical effects, because you can feel them. Yeah, and also, um... This is, I guess, like a very, not really, just like a statement about a thing that exists in it. So if you don't want to hear about anything about it, just skip ahead now. Um, but uh, Man-Thing was also largely done uh, practically with like puppeteering and animatronics and stuff. Because um, I had a moment where I was like looking at like the way his like, skin moved and like he was interacting with the environment i was like wait a sec that looks like that looks real that looks like a real man thing that looks like a real man thing um so i i did i did like it um uh yeah i think that's all i wanted to bring up um 
Yes. Okay. So uh, if you want to uh, keep up with us on the internet, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. I said those in a different order than usual, so I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I messed myself um, up. Oh, no. I'm, oh, my God. Um, you can find us at Capes and Japes on any of those. You can send us an email address to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server, um, which, uh, you are more than welcome to join. Uh, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. Um, going to be recording a late bonus episode this week. Um, you can also watch things with us and help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show, um, leaving a, uh, rating and review is very much appreciated. Um, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might want to watch, listen to it, not watch it. You can't watch it. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody's psychic. It. Maybe somebody's got scrying and they oh, can boy. watch us I... record. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody's scrying on me while I'm just sitting here in my teddy bear pajamas talking about Jaro. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm crocheting, so, like, they can just watch me be nice and soothing and respond to podcasts. Yeah. That's a vibe, right? Um, yeah, that's a vibe. Uh, it's ASMR. Um, yes. Uh, oh, and, yeah, tell a friend about the show if you think they might want to listen to it. And we appreciate you just coming back and joining us as you have done once again. So thank you for being with us for today's episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a Batman Jaro thing, but then I said I'm your dad and my brain stopped working. So as always, <laughs> I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, <laughs> Briar is your dad. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>